0: Good morning, all of you in the land of social media. My name is Clemmy Palmer III, and welcome to another episode of Bible Topics. I can be found on YouTube, Facebook, Twitter at DRC Palmer 3 LinkedIn, and also podcasts, uh, Spotify for podcast lovers. If you appreciate this video, please go to YouTube, check, like, and subscribe. Uh, If you have a particular interest in a certain topic, please let me know on YouTube. The sole purpose is to save souls. Today I'm going to talk about giving God your attention. And I'll come out of Acts chapter 3 verses 1 through 10. I learned through my medical education that repetition is good. But I also learned on my knees that revelation from God is so much better. I come to deliver a message this morning that you don't hear about this much in this advanced age, this technological age, an age of surround sounds, computers, iPads, iPhones, and all this technology. But we need to get back on Christ and the Holy Spirit. I like those things, too. So if you don't want to be saved, then why are you here? Uh, If you want to be saved, let's get back, focus on Christ and the Holy Spirit. I truly believe that serving the Lord will pay off after a while. If you have your Bibles, please turn to the book of Acts, chapter 3, verses 1 through 10. And I'll be reading from the New International Version. Acts, chapter 3, verses 1 through 10. One day, Peter and John were going up to the temple at the time of prayer at three in the afternoon. Now, a man who was lame from birth was being carried to the temple gate called Beautiful The title today is, If You Give God a Little Attention, He Will Give You a Lot to Shout About. Two initial points. At this point in history, Jesus was already resurrected from the dead. He was or raised by his Father and the Holy Spirit. And also, there's an inside-outside dynamic that's going on in the text. Peter and John was, was going back in the same temple that Jesus had modified. But I'm not judging Pete and John. That's what they knew. Some things take time to change. It's like somebody tell you, I'm going around the corner one more time to hang out. And you never know who they're hanging out with or where the corner is. Or I got to go to this shot house or this club one more time. I got to call him or her one more time. I know a man that was uh, had already had about four or five beers at his home, and he told his wife he wanted to go to the, to the liquor store and get uh, some more alcohol. She said, well, you had about four or five or six beers already. Uh, just go lie down. He said, okay. He, went, he got in the bed, she thought. But he got a second pair of keys and was headed to the store to get liquor, and he actually earned a DUI that day. Because he wanted to go and get one more drink, but I'm not judging anybody. None of us sit high enough to look down on anyone. This Christian life is a process. Take over time, we change and we get better. Let's go to school for a minute. Um, you hear words in seminary and in, in, in the theology uh, literature about foreknowledge, predestined, called, and justification and glorification. Let's go into this. Foreknowledge is God's goodwill in eternity past. Predestination is what he set in motion in eternity past. Calling is his goodwill toward believers today. Justification is God making us, declaring us righteous. And glorification is is his goodwill into eternity. It's a process. What do you mean process? Okay, let me try to explain process. We take a couple, a married couple in their 20s and their 30s. They tend to want to win every argument in the twenties and thirties. If they move to the forties and fifties, they're a little, you know, a little bit old and a little bit wiser. They just want to win some arguments. Then they go into the sixties and the seventies; they don't have to win any arguments. And the ones that are plus eighty, just tell the other person you're right and keep on talking. Again, I'm not judging Peter and John. The Bible said we are all children of a God by faith in Christ Jesus in Galatians three twenty six. That's still an old new system dynamic going on, but believers today today do not have to sacrifice animals outside the, the gate and bring the blood back inside to the altar to sacrifice for sin. Jesus was our sacrifice for sin. Back to the text, the temple gate is called beautiful. It's outside the temple. The location of the gate is uncertain, but it's probably a reference to the Nicanor gate on the east side of the temple. It was one of nine gates leading from the court of Gentiles into the temple proper. And it's also called the Corinthian gate because it was made of magnificent Corinthian bronze. This lame man was well positioned. The temple gate was a prime place to beg. However, it was revealed to me to this man, it may have been a prime place to crowd in distress. We can't be too quick to judge. We know there's nothing new under the sun. People beg then like they beg now. In restaurants, gas stations, pretty much everywhere. They'll say, let me hold something. Are oh, you got anything? Acts 3-2 said, as Peter and John approached the temple they saw me and Karen, this crippled beggar to his customary spot. Picture this. This man, crippled from birth, in front of this huge cathedral with the gates of Corinthian bronze. It just goes to show you the poverty of our big cathedrals and the hopelessness and helplessness of our large cathedrals. To help somebody, to assist those who are crippled, to assist the spiritually blind, the poor, the needy, the left out, the marginalized, the beat down. If the focus is not on Christ and the Holy Spirit. Now, the White House in Washington, D.C. looks so nice on TV. But you go a few blocks in either direction, you'll see so much poverty. Las Vegas, Nevada looks so nice around Caesar's Palace and Sammy Davis Junior Boulevard. But you go on downtown by the pawn shop and you'll see so much poverty. It seems to me that this man had given up hope. There was no cure. After all, he was crippled from birth. Look at what happened to him when he saw Peter and John about to enter the temple. Now this is by God's grace. He didn't just see Peter and John, God foreknew this and God predestined this. So when he saw Peter and John, by God's grace, about to enter the temple, he asked them for money. Peter and John looked straight at him. They didn't do like we do sometimes, church. you know, We we'll act like we don't see the person. And we'll, we will say, I know he's going to ask me for something. We we'll act like we just don't see him. We we'll look all around and, or we we'll act like we're on our telephone hey how you doing yeah i'll be over there about six just give me a wing because that breast is too big all right now maybe we don't want to be bothered or we don't feel equipped to help anybody with anything that's why we should be focused on christ and the holy spirit peter and john were equipped by the holy spirit the bible says that peter and john looked straight at this man Look at what the Holy Spirit will cause you to do. Peter said, look at us. When was the last time you told somebody to look at you so you can help them? Maybe you told somebody to look at you for your own personal gain or favor or money. But Peter said, look at us. The King James Version reads, look on us. New King James, look at us. The Young Literal Translation, look toward us. The Message Bible said, look here. And my friends say, look at here. But no matter how you phrase it, the question remains the same. When was the last time you told somebody to look at you so that you can help them? Now, Peter's command was not to gain publicity. He wasn't showing off. But to ensure he had the beggar's undivided attention. You know something is about to happen. It's like hearing, may I have your attention? Uh, may I have your attention, please? Think. I believe God is saying, I can hear you without your attention, but I would rather have your attention. Because he knows if he has your attention, you're more likely than not would tell somebody else. and He would get more glory. I can imagine the conversation between Peter and John beginning like this. Peter asked, do you want to go over there? And John said, let's go check him out. John did not say he might have leprosy, he might have HIV, he might have tuberculosis, or he might have COVID-19. I know there was no vaccine because it just came out. They didn't judge him. They didn't say, all he does is beg. Mm -mm, He smells so bad. Who's sin? This man or his parents? Or he's out here for hours and hours and hours at a time. What's wrong with them? Remember, church, this man was crippled. Men had to carry him to his spot. He had to wait for them to carry him home. He couldn't walk. Another revelation. They didn't presume he had money. Oh, he probably has a pocket full of money. He out here asking people all day long anyway. I know he has some money. I'm not going to do anything for him. By the way, church, if you don't want to give anybody anything, just don't do it. But do not get smart with people on these streets. I knew a man asked for a lady for a few dollars, went up to her car, and she said, you need to get a job. And the man said, I'll cut your throat. And she took off. And her friends call her a scared chicken. I would rather be a scared chicken any day. Than a dead dog. Acts 3.3. Three, this man asks for money. Or alms. A-L-M-S. Now almsgiving was an important sign of piety in Judaism. This is devotion in reference to God. It was even said to atone for our sins. Now, I don't agree with that. I'm going with the blood of Jesus Christ on that one. Acts 3.4. Peter and John could have said. After this man asks for money. You're broke. And that's just the way it is. It's not our fault that you were born crippled. It's not our fault that you're out here begging. It's not our fault. But instead of looking down on this man and seeing him as a helpless wretch, they saw an opportunity to display the power of God. Church, if we're led by the spirit, the spirit would dictate who God intends to heal, like on that day. I know, I know, I know what you're thinking. That is not fair. God is not fair. I feel you. I feel you. I grappled with this in seminary. But God told Moses in Exodus 33, and I'm just a mailman, so don't get upset with me. I will have mercy on whom I will have mercy, and I will have compassion on whom I will have compassion. Like I said, I'm just a mailman. Let's get back to Peter and John. Peter said, "Silver and gold I do not have, but what I do have I give you. Church, you may not have a lot of money, but sometimes a few dollars will help. You may not own a lake, sometimes one fish will help. You may not have a lot of time, but sometimes giving someone the time of day will help. It may be that you're the only God they see, the only Jesus they hear, and the only Holy Spirit they feel. Peter said in the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, walk. Help somebody display the power of God. After all, everything that you have, everything, any power, any authority, any position that is given to you, we must never think that we are self-sufficient or greater than our Creator. This beggar was expecting only financial help, and he gave Peter and John his attention. But he heard a two-part message. You remember people used to come up to you and say, I got good news and bad news. You want the good news first or the bad news first? Depending Depending on your psychology, you might pick the bad news. Other people's psychology might pick the good news. However, this man heard the bad news first. As far as money, they had none to give him. Hmm. Mm-hmm. He had no lunch money, no money for his food, and he couldn't, couldn't even give the men money that, that took him to his spot. But they had something better. Peter said, in the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, walk. Look at God. This group beggar beggars asked for alms, ALMS, and he got legs. Look at what Peter did in Acts 3-7. Taking him by the right hand, he helped him up. Instantly, the man's feet and ankles became strong. This was a miracle because it said instantly. Moreover, it takes babies about nine to 20 months to learn how to walk. They need practice, and experience, and a lot of confidence. Yes, confidence. You know, we say, come on, boo. Come on, mom. Come on, big man. The Bible says instantly he walked. The message Bible says Peter grabbed him by the right hand and pulled him up. And then the instant his feet and ankles became firm, he jumped to his feet and walked. This is divinity and humanity working together. Peter helped this man to his feet and God cured him. This man had something to shine about. He was walking and jumping and praising God. Church, we must do what we can do. Then God will do what we cannot do. In closing... I would like to say Peter said the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, walk. God gave this man something to shout about. Jesus gave us something to shout about 2,000 years ago. Do you know Jesus Christ of Nazareth? Do you know him? Don't fool me now. Do you know him? He can make a sick man well, an ignorant man wise, a bad man good, and a good man better, even a dead man alive. Do you know him? He is the son of God, came down from heaven, born in Bethlehem, hid in Egypt, raised in Nazareth, baptized in the Jordan, performed miracles by the roadside, took your sins and my sins, went before the religious leaders, the Sanhedrin, sent to Pilate, Pilate sent him to Herod, Herod sent him back to Pilate, where he was sentenced to death. The Roman soldiers got him laid him down stretched him out put nails in his hands and nails in his feet pierced him in the side and he died he really died he died to the sun refused shine he died to the earthquake he died to the rock split he died to the centurion said this was true to the son of god and he was placed on a borrowed tomb but that wasn't the end on the third day morning early in the morning i say early in the morning he got up with all power in his hand when he got up you got up when he got up i got up when he got up my hope got up when he got up my joy got up when he got up my love got up when he got up my life got up amen 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 if you've been blessed today please go to youtube and check like and subscribe tell somebody this message spread this holy word i'll be back in two weeks if it's the lord's will and the creek don't rise heaven door is still open may the love of god and the grace of jesus and the fellowship of the holy spirit be with you now and always amen